Welcome to The Downside. Wow. My name is Marco Cerezi. I'm here with my co-host, Russell Daniels. Hello. Hey, you good? I'm good. I'm good. Good. How are you, you? You don't like it when I do this up top, but we do have to start doing this up top. Okay, yeah. Just thank you for being uh, 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 listening. We're growing, just so you know. Numbers are going up. No advertiser yet. Manscaped reached out. And then we contacted them and back. And then they didn't And then they up. disappeared. What did, wait, what did they, did they ask for any specifics, like numbers or? I think like I looped them in with like my agent. And I think some of them are like, oh, oh no. Okay. They were like. No, we wanted... were hoping to rip you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We were hoping to give you 10 cents. I was looking forward to I would to have this. done it for free Manscaped products. Oh, yeah. To be clear. I would yeah. shave myself on the thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, so thank you for listening to The Downside. If you've never heard us before. Uh, this is a show we explore negativity. We 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 find silver linings and we debunk them. We turn over the the rock that looks nice, and underneath there's worms and death, mm. and the universe dying. Um, uh, if you if you enjoy, uh, this is coming out August second. Uh, okay. If you enjoy this, we have uh, our second ever live podcast August fourteenth at Sesh Comedy Club. Link in the bio. Usama Siddiqui is the guest, former guest. Fantastic. He could cancel on us. He won't though. I accidentally booked him for the wrong date. This is true. I'm going to tell him in person. I booked him for the wrong date. He texted me that day. He's like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. I got to drop out last minute. And I was like, what is he talking about? And I looked and I had misbooked him. Oh, okay. But he was dropping out with 30 minutes notice. Oh. So I really took him to task. I was like, Usama, you're really putting me in a tough position yeah. right now. Okay, so come to that show notes <clears throat> link. We are here with comedian John Laster. Woo! How are you doing? What's App startup founder. John, is, can you tell something negative to kick off our music here? Um, something negative? Something you don't like, something that's bothering you right now. Um, people who code are criminals. This is The Downside. One, two, three. You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi. Well, we'll get to you in a second, John. Wait, but very happy I, to have no, you I want to. I, I want to no, get into the coding. Okay, yeah, that's going to be the whole episode, Russell. Oh, okay, okay. Do you know how yeah. the show works? Okay, we talk okay. about our own shit, then okay. we get to his shit. Okay, I just want to forget. You thought about... I was not going to come back to that? We were going to. We were going to leave that behind. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what your little pad says. So okay. <laughs> I've had a day already. Why? So I have. I have this mark on my face, and I was. I was oh. worried. And you uh, finally noticed. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so I've and, and, and my girlfriend she says she's not a hypochondriac but like we're both hypochondriacs so I'm like I'm worried it's like something serious and she's like I think you're being over optimistic it could be cancer <laughs> yeah. so she's like it's cancer I'm putting on ointments I'm going to a dermatologist it ends well, wait up, a minute it came out of nowhere how long well I was at the beach I got pretty burnt I got pretty burnt for like a week and uh, uh, basically the dermatologist ultimately I can see you looking like you're scared <laughs> You're you're scared for yourself. That's what's so sad. I'm just trying to see. You it. don't care about me. No, no, no. I'm listening. No, I, I care about you. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, basically, it was something with. She was like, "Have you been in the hot sun? And do you eat limes?" And I was like, "Check on both those things." Limes. I get I get seltzers and I take the lime and I like squeeze it. And it's like lime juice mixed with the heat. It will go away on its own eventually. You know what I think? Because I've had. <laughs> yeah, I need a second opinion like for this. I've had, I know, right? I'm going to play doctor now. <laughs> is I bet you, yo, when you're stressing, when you sleep sometimes, could be that. Sure. Yeah. I do stress. And it's right in the, the line of your of a scratch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
it's if it was like this or something, then that's different. But it's right here. Yeah. Sure. So I sure. bet you it's you at night, like doing one of those. Oh, what, Does it what? feel like anything? Does it itch or no? No, just, nothing, nothing. nothing. Like it's that. a scratch, bro. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then it I'm would, good. Did, they didn't say anything. What? They they said they gave something at CVS I can go get, and it'll oh, it'll okay. it'll uh, speed it up a little. Speed it up. But I'm going to this appointment, and I need to get this done because you know I'm a I'm a TV opportunities could come at any second, mm-hmm. and I I order an Uber or Lyft, and it's the Lyft is coming down Clinton uh, uh, Street, and it's like stops like at the end of the block. So I thought, oh, okay, fuck, I'll go down there. My Lyft's getting pulled over. Was had been pulled over by the cops. Oh. So you know, I'm walking up to my lift, and the cops are talking to him. I'm like, "Fuck, dude, fuck!" I, I was, I was, it was tight. I didn't leave with time. Yeah, no. And uh, I guess what happens? This guy, the cops talking to him. He something about his seatbelt was off uh, at the stoplight, and I, he, the cop, I say to the cop, like, "Oh, should I not go?" And he's like, "No, no, no. Well, it, this will only take a second. The cop goes to his car. I get in. The guy has this big bottle next to him filled. Uh, in, in the middle partition, and he's like, "Man, I was at this. I was. I. I, I took a piss at the stoplight, and oh. I had to. I had to take off my seatbelt to take a piss. And suddenly, he's like, as he's picking up the drink, and it's like, oh fuck, so that's a big bottle of piss, piss. Yeah. right there. And now I'm not. I'm not just. Listen, they're working. Yeah, they're working. There's not public bathrooms in New York. Whatever. Yeah. But it's a big thing of piss and it's right to the brim so i'm like either he perfectly timed it or there's spillage and so he's flipping out because he's like uh, he's waiting for a ticket and he like opens the door pours the piss out to the side puts it in his glove compartment and i'm just sitting there like all right i get it listen we're we're living in tough times and he's pissed about this cop and then i'm just sitting in the car and the cop's taken a very long time. And yeah. I'm like, do I order a new lift? Do I leave and get a cab? If I cancel the lift, will I get the $5 fee or whatever? And this is my white privilege. I go over to the cop car and I'm like, hey, uh, officer, is, are we almost done here? Like, like I was trying to speed the officer yeah. along. That's some white boy like, shit yeah. right there. Hey, man, yeah. just... <laughs> And That's some white boy <laughs> shit right there. Did, did it speed it along? Uh, I said, like, should I? What were they doing? I, were they giving a ticket? Or I they don't were giving a ticket, but take. they took his license. They got to run his license to see if there's points on it, if there's a warrant, whatever. Uh, uh, so, he, and the officer's like, it's almost done. And I go back in the car, and I'm now I'm. We're both mad at the cops for very different reasons. Yeah. And yeah. I'm with this driver, and he's complaining about the ticket. I'm like, these fucking pigs, hurry the fuck up! And then finally, they came over, and uh, did he jump gave out him a the ticket. piss? He dumped it out to the side of the road. Thank God he wasn't right in front of my apartment. I would have been like, dude, right in front? Just in case he had to refill it. Oh, man. That was some white dude shit for you not to know how long it takes cops to write a ticket. Sure. Sure. I'm like, officer, what is going on? The fact that they told you it was only going to take a minute is some very (laughs) naive white boy shit to begin with. Because even when they stop you for bullshit, you're going to be there for at least 10 minutes. Yeah. At least. I guess I never thought about the Uber drivers having to pee. Like yeah, and not yeah. having a, a, yeah. a guarantee. They're human beings. I don't know if you know they, no, they have you know. families and children. And <laughs> it, just, it is hard to, in New York to find somewhere to pee a lot of times. And so I, I just, of course, that, that would be the solution, just to pee in a cup. I've had, no, that that's a lot. I mean, Jesus Christ. Where not, are you going to go? Where are you going to go? New I mean, York is tough sometimes. Dude, there's, there's a million little bar restaurants you could run in and use the bathroom real quick. That's I'm, I'm willing to bet you he is... He's a, a rare dude. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times have we jumped in an Uber sure. and saw a goddamn jug of well, piss? Wait, have I told you that one time I had to carry around my piss for 24 hours? Um, uh, I was having a medical thing, and they were like, "You need." They gave me a big jar, and they were like, "We, how you know, big? it was okay." Jug, well, that's this is like part of the part jug. of the story is that it was a very large jar, and I thought by the indication of how big it was, I should be filling this up like as much as possible. So, and I didn't want to like, so I was drinking so much water to yeah. try and like do it. But like I had to, I like had to go to work and I had to like keep in my backpack and then like had to like, like take around for 24 hours, this huge jug of piss. And then, um, when I turned it in, uh, they were like, Jesus Christ, that's a lot of piss. Because I didn't know. I thought like it was like a suggestion. You thought you had to keep pissing. Like I thought it was like you should be able to 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 fill this, right. you know. And they were like, usually people come in with like a quarter of that. Like they're like, is everything okay? I was, like, I was like, well, I was drinking so much water to try and do this. Like I, they're like, it wasn't about the level, the amount of it. It was just a, a sample of like whatever came out of it. There was no indication. There was no lines like on a laundry it cup. It was like, basically looked like water because I was drinking so much water. <laughs> This is weird. Well, it just said fill here. Like it did say there was like a, a, a top line. So I, I thought that you that took it as like, a challenge. I took it as like, <laughs> this is the recommended, like you, this is how much people piss in 24 was hours. Like, oh, and um, I'll hit that line. Also, when I did it, um, I didn't know where to drop it off. So I came into the front desk and I like pulled it out and the receptionist was like what no 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 that's for the lab like and i was like oh right 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 but i'm just here to drop it off like anyways it was fine but it was not ideal to carry around a jug of piss for 24 it, it gets you like anytime i was on the subway anytime i was like at work just with my sure. backpack of piss you know it was like it was like so many things could go wrong to make my day really bad. Well, right that's now. why I'm suspicious now. How many Uber drivers do do this? And normally they're just not pulled over. They get a chance to pour it out on the side of the road. Maybe a lot I'm, of them are doing bro, this. Bro, I'm telling you, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. I'm telling you. And I bet you, I bet you if you ask that guy, he probably, one, hasn't been here that long, and two, probably lives a long way away from the city. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. I bet you it's both of those things. Because I know a lot of people that drive Uber, and I've never heard. Oh yeah, my fucking tranche of piss. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not gonna. Yeah. It was a clear soba bottle. Yeah, it was a soba tea bottle. Yeah, and I'm telling you, it was to the brim. It was frothing uh, right over uh, the brim. Uh, that's so <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Yuck. Um, you you had a you had a thing you were. Uh, oh yeah, so you know how you get um, you know if I don't respond to you, you very upset. Uh, makes Are you a good Mark- texter backer? No. No, see. Okay, good. So I relate. I'm not great about it a lot of times. I always do it, but it sometimes takes a while. And uh, John Marco gets upset by it. Anyways, but I had this other person today who I'm not nearly as close with as I am with you. You don't have a podcast with him? No, no. He, um, so anyways, this is an acquaintance who I have known for a long time, but not like we were never close. We're not good friends. But he was trying to organize. We're friends. But not like I'm. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm saying things like in case he is listening. I, no, no, I, he's, not, he's listening. not listening. He's not listening. But the other day, someone who I, in my wildest imaginations, would never imagine listening, mentioned me mentioning something about them on this thing, and I was like, oh my god, I gotta be a little more careful than I think. Oh so, my god. Anyways, so, uh, anyways, he he's trying to organize like a couple's dinner thing with with me and an actual very good friend of mine and him. Mm-hmm. So six people. 
And uh, so he's just sending it to the three of us that are kind of leading this text chain. Yeah. And he organizes it for Wednesday and then has to cancel it. And 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 then like like a few hours later is like, hey, I had to cancel Wednesday's dinner. But if anyone wants to get drinks still Wednesday, like uh, I'd be down for that. So me and the other person, neither of us, this has happened yesterday. Neither of us responded. Happened yesterday afternoon. He then sends this message this morning that says, so excited. <laughs> it says, um, I love you guys, but when you don't respond to texts, it's confusing. Have a good summer. Can you send that to me so I can use that in the future? <laughs> That's amazing. That's part, amazing. Part of me is like, wow, wow, wow. He really, he really went there. But another part of me is like, thank you for understanding. Have a good summer, dude. <laughs> you just did a you thumbs up to it. <laughs> no, I, I said, you know, I'll be more conscious about not responding. But there is a thing where it's like, I don't know. It just... It, it, it give me a minute. Do you know what I mean? Like it hadn't been we, twenty four hours. Were you going to respond? Yet. Yes, at some point. Mm. I definitely was not going to go for drinks on Wednesday. I will. Say. <laughs> so my silence was, I'm not going to do that. But I, I don't know. I just, I, I mean, I don't know. You, you get it because you, you get very angry when people don't respond. Yeah, you I'm more direct. I, like I don't say I'm confused. I say I know what's happening here. You say you, you don't, don't love and me. You, and you don't say have a good summer. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm like have a shitty summer. John Marco, summer. John Marco, yes. you're as lonely John Marco as texted I me once, you suck balls. Yes. yes. Like so but angry. But you know what though? You know what so though? Angry I appreciate the suck balls. Yeah. Don't hit me with that have a good summer yeah, bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is so yeah. like, oh, come on, bro. I mean, if he's listening, um, I I will figure out a time for dinner sometime. But I But he's not wrong. But he's no. not wrong. You don't love him. No, I don't love him. Yo, and that's what he learned. Yo, but that passive aggressive shit, man. Stop. Yeah. Let's stop that. Yeah. You're, let's put an end to that once and for all. Stop with that path. Well, that and it's also like I summer. had agreed to the dinner and like then you canceled it. Like you canceled the True. dinner. When you you right. cancel you canceled the dinner. So yeah. I was like, okay, off the hook. Don't have to do Wednesday now. Right. And then and then you're hitting me with a drink. Like it's just a lot of requests for somebody I don't hang out with a lot. Do you know what I mean? It's a lot of like And not to mention, do I have to respond to every fucking thing that you shoot my way? Yeah. Cause some people when you do respond, that's an invitation for them to send some more shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. You know, and some people will just keep sending shit. Like, have you ever responded to someone in your DMs who said something random like, oh, my God, that was funny? Yeah. Right? And then you- Russ you, has never had that no, happen to no, him. No, but no, yeah, no. I understand no, it no. deeply. <laughs> yes. You respond, and then they'll respond. It's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's mean? wild. The stuff people send me, I'm like, I'm not reading this shit. I saw them the other day. Whatever they said. What they I said. hope this isn't mean. So, so it is definitely some, mean because they're definitely listening to this. If they're like, there a was fan. there was a comedian, and this is not me speaking ill of him, but it's just a young comic. Yes, wrote me, hey, I saw you performing at X Y Z Club. Um, I'm like, yeah, I'm there tonight. He's like, cool, I'm gonna swing by. So happens a week ago. Show up. This guy comes up to me. I, I don't quite remember who he is, and he's like, thanks so much for inviting me to the show today. And I was like, <laughs> I text my girlfriend. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Am I showing this guy around now? I don't know what's going on. Right. And I find the message. And all I told him was, I'm performing at this place. Yes. Yeah. And now I have like a younger comic and I feel this like. You're a mentor. I'm like, hey, just so you know, I'm, I'm not. So sometimes I'm, a response is an invitation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, it's not. I don't think we got to respond to every single one. Now, if somebody hits me and you look and there's a chain 
of them trying to reach out, then sometimes I feel bad. Like, God yeah, damn, yeah, yeah. I could have responded. Oh, to I yes, you know yes, what I mean. Yes, yeah, I, and I, I oh, yeah, I had that happen. And this guy hit me the other day and he said, "Hey, man, I'm having a doing a bar show, and it's his birthday, and." Some other holiday, some other special. You know, what I mean? yeah, <laughs> it's my yeah, birthday, yeah. my mom's anniversary yeah. of her death. Yeah, yeah. And he does say that yo, I'm gonna have family there, this, that, the other. And he says, man, you know, kind of it would be my dream if you performed on. You know, I'm a huge fan, whatever, whatever. But I looked; he's been hitting me for two years. God damn! Oh. Yes, felt bad. You got to respond. Sure. Then you got to respond. So if there's did a, you perform at the lineup, show? I did. Wow. Good show. I canceled my gig. It was it was okay. But <laughs> <laughs> and it cost me a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> but, but two years of unresponded, I was like, yeah, dude, you, you gotta do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. gotta take the L. But yeah. I'm not gonna respond to your every hey, we're having dinner, you canceled, you canceled. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, let's keep it moving. But then I don't have to respond to your next. Well, why don't we, uh, you know what, why don't you figure that out? Yeah. And if I don't respond, that means I'm not coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why him saying I love you. I mean, that's intense. No answer's an you. answer. I know. Yeah, but have a nice summer. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I will. Stop with Won't this. Won't be with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, John, so happy to have you. So happy we to We worked here. together at uh, the Comedy Cellar. We knew each other before. We had a good train ride back from uh, from Cherry Jersey, Hill, Jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Years ago, and we were talking, and I was a uh, Riley was put us on it. that show. Uh huh. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Um, now you grew up in Denver because I'm going to Denver this week. Denver, Colorado. What's the what's the now? I know Denver. People are excited about Denver. They were the first with like pot and stuff. Yeah, legalized. What what are the, what's the shitty part of living in Denver? You know what? It's not even the same place I grew up in. Yeah, Denver's very very gentrified. Like like it's it's i don't i i honestly don't recognize it where i grew up they tore it down i grew up yeah where i grew up you know there was a time in the country that the worst neighborhoods in every city you know they were like let's they, they were you know their solution was let's do away with it mm -hmm. so cabrini green in chicago the projects that were in the wire in, in, uh -huh. in baltimore, baltimore, in baltimore yep. where i grew up it was called the ville but it was even the bad neighborhoods in Denver wouldn't come to the Ville. So they were like, we're going to pretend that didn't so happen. So it was, is it, uh, forgive me, is it is it considered the projects yeah. as well? And the projects yes. means that it's, what is this, government subsidized housing? Yes, where I grew up, yeah. So they, they, um, they were like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to act like that didn't happen. Yeah. And they just uh, bulldozed, bulldozed it down? Yeah. They oh said, that they, they said something like, oh, it's public domain. It's funny that they, they bulldozed it. They bulldozed the hospital. There was a huge hospital next to it. They tore the hospital down. They tore the elementary school down. Oh, across wow. the street. You never tear schools down. Here's yeah. the crazy part, right? So that they tear it down. The white people move in six months, nine months later. They build a new one. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So but they had I like don't a roof even, this time or right, something. Exactly. They're like, we got to make the water fountains work this time. Fucking solar panels on top of it. Um, <laughs> no, I am. Um, but no, I, so I don't. Is I it weird to have like gone. your whole home it's, gone? It's 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 so bizarre. Yeah. So when people say Denver, like the Denver that I knew is literally gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. You go around. You see that school? There used to be a school there. Yeah. <laughs> there used well, to be a worse school right the there. Field. So they built a new school in the field and tore the old one down. Wow. Oh, boy. But like it's it when I say it's it's unrecognizable. So it's it's I don't know, it's um it's discombobulating a when little bit. When did they bit. do that? After you were gone? 
Yeah, like when I was when I was um, when I was leaving, they were like, "Oh, it's public domain. You guys got to basically find somewhere else to live. We're gonna tear all this down." And they they lied. What they said was they were building a light rail that was gonna run through the light rails like blocks away. Yeah. So they just wanted. They were like, "Y'all got to get the fuck out of here." God damn. Yeah. This, was your your family there that had to move? Yeah, but you know what? I was I was on my way kind of to New York. My brother was g- going to Atlanta. Like, we were kind of leaving anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? And my mom, there was no reason for my mom to be down there once we were out of the house. And I wouldn't have fucking let my mom. I mean, it was, it was a lot of drive-bys. I mean, I grew, I didn't grow up in the Denver. When people say Denver, there's a song called Just Like Compton uh-huh. from DJ Quick. The last verse is Denver is just like Compton. But people didn't know that. Yeah. And that's why Denver was like, well, let's let's get that you know let's, let's do away with this so i grew up in a, in a very different place but it's gone out so the dr- there were drive-bys did you ever see oh, a drive-by yeah. of course i've been oh my god sh- i've been shot at a lot of times you you spit they were aiming for you i've been shot <gasps> at a lot of times holy shit i've been in a lot of cars that had bullet holes in them really oh yeah wow. absolutely holy shit was was what was the scariest one tell us about one i've never been oh, on the drive-by man. i was fucking the scariest one <laughs> Was because I'm so dumb that I didn't know what was going on, and I'm I'm so I'm standing there and um I'm shooting. I used to shoot. I used to you know in a former life I was a basketball player. Uh-huh. But little kids knew who I was. I was a big deal back then. So they would come over to the court during the day and hey, aren't you John Lasser? Can I play with you for a minute? So I would you know all right, let's play. Yeah. And, and then I got to get back to work. Okay, let's play the three. You know, and I play with the kids, whatever. But so that I could get the shots up, I needed I would shoot right before the sun came up or at night. So I'm shooting at night. I'm getting my shots up at night. And this car pulls up to the playground, right? Yeah. Turns the lights off. But I thought it was my boys. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So me and my boy were out there. You know, he used to rebound for me, my best friend. Uh-huh. At night, he would rebound for me. So I'm getting the shots up. And this gun goes off, right? But again, I thought it was my boys. My boys used to be out there with guns all the time. <laughs> Right. So was, I swear to God, it wasn't a big deal. So the, the second shot goes off, right? And a spark hits the pole. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's probably the fastest I've ever run in my life. But that night was probably because, you know, like you hear a pow. And then it was like, yeah, drop the ball and everything. I think that it's was funny that the first, the, shot, the first shot, you were like, oh, Daniel. Yeah. yeah. Shooting is, we're both shooting tonight. Yeah. And then. You saw Spark, you ran. Oh, and then we're gone. Now, what, did they, they know you, or are they just like, whatever, we're going to just shoot them? N- no, but you know what? The, the crazy thing was, there's a, there's a, there, in every, even in, in the midst of chaos, there's still, there's still rules. You know what I mean? One of the rules is, you do not fuck with the hood athlete. Yeah. In any hood in America. Hood athlete, out of bounds. So... I did not know that. I did not oh, know that yeah. either. Wow. Oh, you, your neighborhood will get shot up for a long time should something happen to And me. what defines the hood athlete? Like someone who has the promise of maybe going yes. pro? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. If you're that dude at, at your school or people think that you're going to get out, and they thought I was the next guy going to the NBA, so I had all of the the accoutrements, the, the you know what I mean, not a scratch on me. Like yeah. It, yeah. If, if you, you could, first of all, if you hit me, I'd probably fuck you up. But even if you did hit me, good luck. And it's, it's usually not worth it. Because yeah. if you're going to hit somebody that all these motherfuckers are going to come after you for, 
and you're never really safe at, it's just not worth it. Sure. Yeah. So even when my boys was out there shooting, I never had to worry. And when my boys went and if they killed someone or, or you know what, let me not say that on that. This damn, this is recorded. But if something happened somewhere uh-huh. else, yeah, they would knock on the door. Hey, John, you need to stay off the court. Hey, why would sh- you need to stay off the court? And then I would, you know, I'd find a book to read or something. You know what I mean? I would find something else to do. God damn. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. So I would just stay off the court. But I didn't get a warning. So I, I'm just out there like a dumbass. Yeah. So, but, but, <laughs> so what was someone mad at you or was... no? I don't. I, you know what? I didn't wait around to ask. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. I'm the hood athlete. But is, have you not heard? Me? <laughs> but it, it, it feels like, like were you like missing a bunch of shots in a row, and they were like, you know what? I don't think he is the hood athlete. I bet that's not him. <laughs> No, no, he's fair game. From the looks, fair game. From the looks of yeah. this guy's uh, form, he's probably not the dude. Yeah. I feel like that would be that would really motivate someone to be good at sports, oh, just being like, that's, that's the only way to survive these streets. Is, uh, is, is, get, is get good at hoop. Um, but, yeah, man, and I, I remember that night was probably one of the worst. There's some others you're kind of running or, or you know, you scatter it or whatever. But that night, maybe the first time I got shot, I was probably also pretty – terrifying because i was i was younger then and i didn't even know what's going on i just thought these dudes was fighting and then the sparks start flying and the, the were you spit. were you just run one way were you zigzagging i don't even know what i do hide behind a tree you know what when you when when something like that happens you're moving so fast that it takes a while for you to even you know what i mean like yeah. your body takes it's that's not a planned yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's not a, hey, should I zig and zag or should I just make a, you're just gone. Yeah. yeah. You just get the fuck out the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yo, they shooting at us. Um, But yeah, Spark hit the pole and and me and me and Cass took off. That's horrifying. Um, Where, where did the sports go? How tall are you? First of all, six, four, six, four. Okay. So I'm six, four. Yeah. I was not the. That wouldn't be hood athlete, but it would be. I wasn't a Potomac, Maryland athlete. I wasn't the the small Christian private school athlete. Yeah. Uh, how far did you go with with basketball? Uh, not far enough. Do you did you go to? Were you on a college team? Yeah, I played uh, Minnesota, Colorado State. So I played D one. Yeah. And were you were you good in college? I was no. I was on the bench. I was good, but I was on the bench. I had a tragic college career, man. Head assistant is the guy who you ever see. Um, I explained it in a in a story I was telling at this storytelling show the other night. You ever we've we've all seen these um, y- you know these nature shows. Yeah, where a lion comes into a pride and kills all the cubs, mm-hmm. right? So it's like that in basketball. The head assistant is the one who recruits all the players. They're the one out scouting whatever. They are the ones who have the relationships, whatever. Then the head coach comes in and closes the deal. But then the head assistant runs the show. Yeah. So the head coach is coaching. The head assistant is like, hey, man, you should put so-and-so in. He could get this done. He could get that done. So the head assistant is kind of the shot caller behind the scenes. That's yeah. why they go on to get these head coaching jobs. So the likelihood of the head assistant leaving, you want the head assistant that recruited you to stay there because he believes in you. Yeah, and he looks good if you succeed. Yes. Yeah. But if a new head assistant comes in and you were recruited by this last head assistant good luck because then they have their new guys that they're bringing in and they want the new guys to look better so than that you. they look good yes. yeah yeah the yeah. likelihood of a head assistant leaving a head coach is it's minuscule it's almost like getting hit by lightning these guys stay together for decades mm, most of the time sure. 
unless you're a head assistant at Duke and then you go get a head job somewhere, someplace crazy, right? Sure. Those head assistants. But most of these guys stay together their whole career. Does most of the head assistant become the head coach? Is it head coach usually you, older? Your, and your, your team would have to be unbelievably good for a long time for that head assistant to leave the head coach. And some head assistants don't ever want to be head coaches. This is their best friend. Really? Oh, yeah. They're, they're ride or die with this guy. They're making great money. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Without all the pressure of, I might get fired if this doesn't go well. Yeah. Um, so, but the likelihood of them breaking up Something close to nothing. It's almost the same as you getting hit by lightning. So right after I get to Minnesota, <laughs> new head assistant comes in. Fuck. Never happens, but whatever. And you're a freshman. Freshman. Transfer back to Colorado State because the head assistant in Colorado State told me that'll never happen. Come back here. This way you can play. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about that. We know this never happens. So just as I'm about to start playing at Colorado State, the head assistant stands up, starts crying looks right at me and said, I have to do the right thing by me and my family. My teammates start crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I knew I was done. Because me and the head coach hated each other, which doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. As long as the head assistant is there to bump You hate her. each other? Why do you hate you so much? I was arrogant as fuck. I was, I was Wait, a nightmare. So you show up, is this the first practice? First practice, I take the ball behind my back, split two defenders, and dunk the ball over my head. My teammates are going crazy, and the head coach was like, I don't give a fuck if you just came from the Lakers. Don't you ever do that again. So, of course, the next play, <laughs> I come down, take the ball behind my back, split the defenders, bam, and he threw me out. Oh, my God. Threw me out. Why didn't he? Wait, but what's is that wrong? too showy? Like you were doing yeah, that. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Is oh was, yeah. and then so and then the next but when, he was from Utah like he hated that that hood he like, was like very white very he was he was from the factory yeah you know yeah. what I mean straight to be like I'm gonna be a basketball coach and I'm gonna yeah. like be like very very, very white. conservative yes. very white yeah yes. go play fucking baseball yes <laughs> yeah and he loved the players that were from where he was you know he, our the, point guard was like from Indiana like he loved that like folksy so uh, that was his vision of. Hoosiers was his vision of a, of a uh, wonderful basketball. Uh, uh, uh. The way you're describing it, you know, I think I've always thought about sports more than stand-up or art as a, more of a meritocracy because I'm like, well, if you're good, you're good, and no one can deny you. Well, you got to keep in mind that the coach that was when Giannis first got to the Bucks didn't like Giannis. Mm. He was down there at the end of the bench. Wasn't a huge fan, you know what I mean? So yeah. There, there. So there, there was a, a guy that played for the Nuggets back in the day. Uh, his name was, he came out. His name was Chris Jackson. He ended up changing his name to Mahmoud Raouf. He sat on the very end of the bench. Coaching change. He averaged twenty seven points a game. So okay, so you go back to Colorado State. Yeah. And then are you playing? Is that Division One as well? Yes. But that's where the second coach stood up and was like, started crying. Yeah. And then my teammates started crying because they were like, this guy is done. They're yeah. crying for you. Yeah. Because they, we all know how the game, the game works. You know what I mean? We all yeah. know that if, dude, you got a new, this, this guy promised, asked you to come back here because of something that never happens and twice. And happens here. You know what I mean? But so then, so then were you still on the team for a little? Yeah. And they just never put you in the game? Yeah. He, he, you know what, at the end of my junior year, I think he played me because his job was in jeopardy. So I was like, you know what, we better put this dude in the game. Jesus Christ. To win a couple extra games down the stretch. And you were doing well in those games? 
Yes. Yes. And, and that wasn't enough for them to go like, okay. No. And then I had the the president and the athletic director step in and say, hey, man, you know, do us a favor. If you don't make a scene with the press, you know, for the rest of your life, if you ever need anything, you know, you ever need a job, you ever need anything, we will just avoid this press disaster, which I did. And they kept their promise because at the end of my press disaster year, of like you do what you'd say, hey, they fucked me over. I'm getting fucked. Because the press was starting to be like, you know, in the beginning of the season, it's just like any other sport. The press is sitting there, they're watching practice, and they're like, this motherfucker's clearly better than everyone here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone else is like, even in the press guide, everyone had like a normal name. They let the, mine, everyone had like their name. Like it would say like Chris Brown, you know what I mean? Or, or, or Jim Jackson or whatever. So in the press guide, my, instead of putting my name, they put Thunder and Lightning. <laughs> it was like there's not much this guy cannot do but then the press is like why is this guy not playing you guys aren't good enough for somebody that can do that yeah, yeah. what's going on and then you know that's when they stepped in and said don't you know let's not do this because because th- then we, there's pressure to get rid of the codes and the contracts and, and they were Jesus. like if you just you know, if you'll handle this with class, we will. We'll be there for you until you die. And what did they do for you? I mean, on my way out, man, after I was done, like every other day, some Fortune 500 company called. was like, hey, you were referred to us by da-da-da and, and the president, and we've got a company car, and we can give you 50 grand, and we'll give you in your own apartment. And he doesn't call us for this, so we're we're going to push all the chips. The, you can have whatever you want, you know, if you come here. Like every other day I was getting off, but I knew I was going to do comedy and one day be on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all I'm like, this. God damn, you no, turned out a lot. No, no, no. Call those guys back right now. <laughs> you think I want all that bullshit when I knew I could be <laughs> on this podcast one day? Are you guys out of your fucking uh, minds? Shit. How, when you look back at, I watch NBA, and I don't even watch the sports a lot, but sometimes I'm like, ooh, to be a basketball player that looks like the most fun thing in the world. Do you feel f- mad? Were you ever furious about Absolute, the lot you were dealt? Absolutely. I, You know what? And I don't even know if it was mad. I think that for years and years and years, it was a, a low rumble pity party. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a slow acceptance, I imagine, to being like, oh, that's not the reality in my future. Like, yes. that's not... Because... To be so sure and have like a clear thing and to have the ability, yes. but then be like, oh, that's not what's going to happen. Right. Would be, I feel like really hard to, to it would be like a sinking in of yes. that of that for years. Yes. You know. Yeah, I think it was a low rumble, more pity party. There was some rage in there, but after a while, it's like kind of like poor me that I went through for a long time. How in, in your in your wildest fantasies, how good do you think you could have been? Good enough to get to the NBA, but not much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what? That's not true. That's not true. Yeah, because I, yo, because. Could have been the next LeBron. No, definitely not. No, some (laughs) of these guys just have an unbelievable talent. But I probably could have, I probably could have hung around in the NBA to make some decent money. I know guys that were in this, definitely not as good as me that played in the NBA for some time. Do you, I know Shaq's into comedy. Do you ever, have you worked with Shaq? No. He does that like comedy night or he did some comedy taping thing. Yeah, yeah. He was doing, uh, he had a, a tour of some sort. It's so funny because now Shaq's name keeps coming up with the app. 
Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, a, bu- a buddy of mine mentioned that on a podcast, and then I see Shaq in my stories. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're working together on another on another oh, yeah. front here pretty soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, uh, well, let's talk about the app. Blap. Blap. Uh, uh, what, what, what's your log line for Blap? What's the quick? It feels good. Cause, yeah. cause it feels good. Yeah. Um, it feels, yeah. People say that it feels good supporting black owned businesses, spending their money, you know, in a way that is, that is, uh, uh, um, Russell doesn't know what the what, what, what's like. What is the app the, essentially? I know the app is an app to find black-owned businesses near you, and then also online. Mm. Yes, it's really and not to when, boycott when, them, Russell. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when uh, when did you create it? Um, I created it during the lockdown. You know, you got to do mm-hmm. something. I think, uh, yeah, sitting around being unemployed. Had you had experience? developing apps before never, you just never yeah well you know one thing i've been because I, i've as i was thinking about your app uh because it is to encourage like people who want to you know to actively yes. help their community or especially during black lives matter there was a yeah. lot of like you'll yeah. see an instagram post like try, try Here, to go to black owned businesses yeah. And, yes yeah. um and I, I was in harlem where there was like pretty intense gentrification yeah. that i didn't know i was a part of until like later in my life yeah um uh and then i stayed uh, so it, was, it was good rent. <laughs> yes. But, uh, <laughs> yes. How long did you stay after you realized you were a part of it? <laughs> it made no difference in my timeline yeah, yeah, of being yeah. there. But, but, uh, uh, I, and I, I talk about it in the act now where I was doing one of the marches for Black Lives Matter, and all of a sudden the chant changed. I swear to God, this was true of when we were on my block. The chant changed to, hey, hey, ho, ho, these gentrifiers have got to go. (laughs) And I'm marching in it, and I see my window, and I'm like, God damn. I never had a march turn against me while I was in it. It was was incredible. It was incredible. And, I'm, and I was, I didn't, st- I'm in the march. I have to do the chant with yeah. everyone else. You got to rock well, the I chant. I told you about the, when I was doing the, one of the marches. Oh my and, God. Um, it was this really funny thing where we're doing the march. It was like through Times Square and uh, we get to, it's like a long thing. And then we get to, people are speaking. And so it's like this big crowd of people, people are speaking. And the first person gets up and she this woman who I I was led to believe is is a family member or someone associated with, um, with, with everything going on at the time. And, uh, she, someone starts speaking and she says, what we really should be talking about. She's black to be clear. She's black. What we really should be talking about is black on black crime. And then, Every white person <laughs> in the crowd is like, uh, like, cause like, cause, and then, and then there's like some, some fighting happening about who's going to speak next and what the messaging is going to be. And it was, it was just this really, this moment of every white person there being like, wait, what do we, what do we, do we stay? And then there was like, you know, there's like, you're just like, how? There was so many learning mo. There, there was. 
There was, I remember we were chanting, you know, fuck these racist ass police, and we were in Harlem, and then we turned a corner, and all the police officers in this corner were black. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm yelling at them, you yeah. racist motherfuckers. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. no, what's the protocol uh, here? Yeah. But, but what did, did, was that part of the inspiration of starting this app, or was it something you've just always been thinking in your head? Bro, it was in the same time you guys. It was, I was out there marching. Yeah. You know, I was out there marching. And uh, and there's this angry white dude, right? And he he keeps checking with me to make sure I'm rocking with him. Yeah, <laughs> quite, yeah. And then and then he, because there's no black people out there. Like there's two thousand <laughs> white people. I'm the only black person there, right? I'm not joking. I'm the only black person in this little. And this white guy's got a drum and everybody. <laughs> so many white yeah, men with drums. Yes, yeah, the white yeah. dudes out there with the drum, like no justice, no peace. <laughs> The police, and yeah. he's got the drum, and then this angry white dude. He was kind of like the rabble rouser. He said, "You know what? We're not gonna, you know, because because they had just arrested the three cops that helped to hold down George Floyd. So people right. go crazy. They just arrested the cops, whatever, whatever. George Floyd. Everybody goes ballistic. So I was like, oh my god, great. And all joking aside, I thought that was the end. Yeah." I thought that was going to be the end of all protesting. Like, they, they got the mm. guy. I thought everybody would go home. And just as they said that, you know, the guy with the drum, he says, hey, it's not over. <laughs> as a matter of fact, there's another rally on 14th Street. Keep in mind, we're out on Eastern Parkway. Uh-huh. There's another rally on 14th Street, Manhattan right now. We're walking over the bridge. And everybody was like, yeah. And then he kind of turned and looked at me like, yeah. And I was like, right? get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of your, you're like, out of your white boy mind. Y'all, y'all so are taking He's this like, dumb shit too far. First of all, it's 85 degrees out here. Yeah, I'm not hot. walking over no goddamn. I don't even know them black people. Are you out of your mind? So <laughs> I'm not joking. So I said, well, you know what? Let me think of something that I could do. You know, there's an old saying in the hood. If you knew better, you'd do better. Mm. And I knew that once the yelling and screaming stopped, we're going to be back in the same place. Sure. There's just as many black guys getting shot as there was when dying unarmed as there were when. And I know that I, I I don't, I can't tell you how many times I've had guns put to me from the police in my life. It's, 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 or stopped. It's, it's, it's incalculable. Yeah. So I was like, well, what can you do? And I've always believed that one of the biggest problems is financial. You know, you're, you're, you're not going to march your way out of, you know, being a 400-year financial headwind. Mm. You know, you're not going to march your way out of that in the summer. So what could I do that would help fucking in terms of finances? So I, I hit my, my homegirl up, and I was like, hey, I want to create an app. And she was my friend Margo, and she was like, it's going to be very difficult. Um, so long story short, she fucking has dinner guests over. Later on that night, her husband's drunk. It was like, hey, you're not going to believe what my wife is working on. And the guy sitting across the table said, hey, tell your friend I'll do it. I'll do it for free. Really? So his wife is like, you must be drunk, too. He's a Google engineer. Uh-huh. And he was like, no, nah, it'll be my contribution. His wife is black. His kids are black. He was like, no, it'll be my contribution to the movie. Tell him, tell him I'll do it, and I'll do it for free. We're going to try something different with Google technology that's never been done before. So then I get to talk to him, and I was like, hey, man. The idea I had was what everyone else had done before, uh-huh. which was like going to the U.S. Black Chamber of Commerce and finding these businesses and then putting them on a map, which is kind of what we had seen, these lists. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah, going to yeah. be something like that. Yeah. He said, nah, man, I want to do something different. I said, well, listen, man, 
I don't want to be gambling here. How much is it going to cost me to do what I want to do? And he said around fifty, sixty thousand dollars. I said, "How much is your way?" He said, "I'll do it for free." Let's try your way. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I said, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. You know let's what? Let's try, your, try way. your way. Yeah, let's let's see how that <laughs> yeah. let's see how that goes. And then he he sent me the prototype, man, and I sent it to to some guys that I really trust, some of my business partners now, and they were like, "This is way better than anything we ever imagined." This guy figured it out. Yeah, you know, tell him fucking thank you, and you know. And, you know, then you got to make changes. You got to send it to a development company to make it look better, whatever. Were you whatever. starting in New York? It was going to be like New York companies first? That was I was going to start with a couple of cities. But yeah. when he sent it to me, I called my um, – because, you know, you're catching up with people, right? So sure, yeah. Or when you're locked down, you're calling people you haven't talked to in ages. So my college girlfriend uh, is in Eugene, Oregon. I had another friend at the time who was in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And then I called a friend of mine in Houston. I sent them what he sent me, and all of them hit me back and said, this is about 96% accurate of my neighborhood. Whatever this guy did, it worked. So if it's working in Eugene, Cedar Rapids, Houston, Denver, So you think these companies didn't opt in? It's not the companies didn't reach out and say, hey, we're black. Put us in the the registry, please. It was the Google was able to figure it out. Google was able to figure it out based on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can companies opt in or is it well all... now I mean the app is so fucking sleek now we have an add a business feature you know what I mean so now there's there's you know it's it's you can do what you need to do on there now and ultimately so the goal is just to like for people who want to support the black community yes to and then and you know I, I was thinking about it where my my girlfriend, uh, Tova, used to be uh, uh, in an Orthodox community. She was Chabad. And um, her sister's still kosher. So I've been learning more about kosher. Mm-hmm. And there's like the biblical side of kosher, like you should do this, you shouldn't do this. But it's also like there is a the, the symbol that's on certain candies or whatever that's it's been approved by the kosher people. And at first I was, I, you know, the religious stuff, I, I, I don't buy it all. I find it very obnoxious. But right. – I also realized that the way this functions is it gives the Orthodox Jewish community uh, buying power, capitalism power, because the people who get this little thing and get the approval from the rabbi, they're giving money to the organization, the Jewish – it basically says, look, we can – uh, uh, mobilize yes. this Orthodox community, and this is a this is a small community in the grand scheme of America. But they say, "Look, we're able to. We put this stamp on the fucking food. Those sales are going to go up. So politicians, this, that, the other. You need to accommodate us a little bit more." Right. And the sad part about it is there is no community that came to America that didn't do that. Yeah, Italians had to do that. The Chinese had to do that when they got here. You know what I mean? You had to spend that money. It had to circulate. Black people had to do that. Now, once black people started doing it, that's when you had what's known as the Klan. Like, Mm. people think the Ku Klux Klan was to bother, like, people who were, black people who were struggling. No, the Klan was to burn down uppity niggers. Mm. The black people who were doing good. Yeah. Your law firm's doing good? Oh, no. You're not going to get ahead of us. We'll burn it down. Tulsa, those people yeah. who were doing great in Tulsa, they weren't, these people weren't struck, that dollar was circulating too long, they took it away. Uh, Gavin, the, 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 the mayor or the governor of uh, California, California. Yeah. just gave those black people their beach back. 
They had bought it for $1,500. Now it's worth $20 million. But all those years, they didn't take the beach away because it was doing bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't redline black people into neighborhoods all the way up until the 70s because they were doing bad. It was black people who had money to get out. Sure. They could move into the Trump building when they put C on the applications, which meant colored. Mm. And the Justice Department kicked in, kicked in the door on him and his father for not letting black people move into buildings that they could afford. So yeah. the wealth over centuries and centuries, that headwind, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, eventually leads to, you know, what you do, what you hear on Fox News. Well, look at Chicago. Well, you fucking, you kept these people in this fucking tiny little area, some who could have afforded to get out. Yeah. And then the kids that were living there would have been like, well, Jim and them's family got to have this. Well, they bought a beach or they bought, you know, or they got this or they got that. We weren't able to get this. Weren't able to get that. And when we did, burned it Took down. it away. Anyways. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Or came up with some legal reason why you couldn't do business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so like I said, if you know better, if you knew better, you do better. And I know, but I know I, I was an econ major with an emphasis in poverty in college. So I studied how marginalized groups become not marginalized. And whether that be a little kosher sticker or the hookah places that the Chinese migrants, when they were building the railroads, would get together and smoke and spend money with each other. And that's where the Chinese restaurant, that's where Chinatown came from. And everybody had that. Our Tulsa got burned down. Sure. And there were thousands of Tulsas that got burned down. The people that got lynched, got hung, took their property, took their, you know, their money. So we've been living that way here for centuries. Yeah. Yeah. So black was, I would be having these conversations with a lot of my white counterparts and they just like you, you know, you're marching down the street and they say, fuck it. We got to get these judgifiers out of here. And you're like, Hey man, I understand that it's fucked up for you, but what do you want me to do? Sure. I'm just, I was just a 19 year old college kid. And my friend was like, we found this three bedroom place. (laughs) That's affordable. Yes. What do you want me to do about that? Yeah. And I was, so the conversation I was having with my white friends after I got the prototype, they were like, a lot of my friends were like, oh shit, dude, finally, here's something I can do. I don't have to sit around and feel bad. I can go on black and order lunch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I you know, Next time I'm going to order some flowers or some cupcakes or some wine, you know what? I could do that. I'm going to order this book. Might as well order it on black. At least I can do something. Yeah. We can't march every day. You're going to order lunch sometime this week. You could say, you know what? My boy put this app together. So, you know what, ma'am? I'll just and they could have told me, you couldn't have told me, say, hey, you need to move out. I'd be like, bro, I'm not moving out. <laughs> right. But if you said to me, like, all right. Here you go. Get your yeah. lunch from here. Yes. And be like, oh, okay, I can do I can that. Do yeah. that. So that's you got to give people, you know, yeah. the little thing that could help. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because a lot of my white friends are like, yeah, what do you want me to do about it? If I were you, I wouldn't move either. But if somebody said, hey, man, what, what could you? I wouldn't. Fuck. Get yeah, the fuck out of here. Of course. I wouldn't even march over a bridge. Um, <laughs> so, come on with that bullshit. I bought a drum for that. You know? Yeah. But I mean, you know what I mean? If somebody said, hey, John, man. There's this, you know, you could order, you, you could order lunch or you could, you know what, if you're going to order a bottle of wine, you know, look up one of these black owned liquor stores on here, but you, you're going to buy wine for somebody's birthday party, get it on black yeah. or flowers. You're going to order flowers from Mother's Day. We don't give a fuck where we yeah. order the flowers from Yeah, yeah or yeah. for somebody. Okay. You know what? I could do that on black. Like, yeah, there's, there's something you can do. You know what I mean? Without us yelling and screaming at one another um, and, or shrugging our shoulders. Like, what do you want me to do? And how it you, the app's going well? You feel good? Oh, we crossed forty thousand downloads yesterday. Wow. Incredible! Crossed forty thousand. But downloads you did yesterday. open saying 
coders are thieves. Is that what you said? Oh thieves. yes, thieves. I told you, Russell. <laughs> Thank then you. We'd get I back forgot. To it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so first, how big is the company now? Uh, I mean, there's probably six or seven of us working on it. Yeah, yeah, six or seven of us working on it. I'm gonna expand here pretty soon. I'm always looking for investors, and I think I I found some good people to come in. Uh, in the fall, so then I'll start hiring some coders who aren't thieves. So what happened? Oh, my God. Yo, these motherfuckers. You're paying them, man, some exorbitant amounts of money, man. It, it costs me a couple Gs a week. Sure. Yeah, for, for some new changes that I made, because Blap 2.0 probably be out this time by this time next week so you'll be and that just means it'll be in uh, uh, in the app store it'll be an upgrade or a it'll be an upgrade an up, yeah because yeah, yeah. 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 as it stands right now you can go on there and look for businesses this time next week everyone will be able to put their own profile on there businesses you recommend so instead of you randomly going on blap oh, okay gotcha yeah. you can follow uh, yes. like, oh my and, friend is yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah, my, yeah cool, let me cool, see cool. what my friend likes in harlem yes sure. see, i was on my way i did the uh oh, that's the, smart. the seller in vegas a yeah. month ago, I'm out in Vegas. But instead of me just going to some random place on Blap in Vegas, I would have looked up my friend who's a comedian out there. His name's Chris Clark, Nikki Carr. I would have went on their pages, saw what they recommended, and I'd have ate there. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. sure. So that's what I'd have done. So that'll be on there next week. But yeah, man, these fucking people, man, and you're you're so close to being finished with whatever, and then they just drag their feet. And you're paying them by the hour, like 100-something bucks an hour. And yeah. what are you going to do? You're going to fire It's them. like when you drop a car off, you're like, and they're like, well, we got to fix this. It's going to cost $500. That's going to yeah. take a couple weeks. And you're like, I, I don't know if yes. you're lying to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's almost like fucking when we're at work and there's a goddamn unruly table that you want to throw the fuck out. But it's like there's only seven minutes left in the show. You just got to let them sit there and you got to yeah. take it. Oh, mm. That's what these fucking people are like. I'm almost done with all the shit they need to do. And they're like, oh, well, I'm having a little problem. Having a little problem. Two weeks, bro. Two weeks at fucking four grand a week. Woo. Yeah. Ouch. Oh. You son of a bitch. Now, do you think, do, do you know the percentage of your downloadees, downloaders who are black versus not black? Like, do you think it's a, it's like white people trying to, like, do good, be allies? Um, or do you think it's more black people, like, trying to support the I, black community? I think the breakdown would probably be 60% black, 40% young white women. Yeah. Wow. There's no white guys. Really? None. I'll download it eventually. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> there yeah. are, the Join, percentage of white right guys now. on there is almost zero. What do you think that is psychologically? I think that white guys have had it so good that they, they don't get it. You know what I mean? Sure. And, you know, even like the negative comments on the app store, it's going to be, it's some white guy. Hey, I don't yeah. see what the point of this is. This is racist. What if there was an app that was mostly white-owned businesses? Like, wow. you mean like Yelp? Uh, what are you talking sure. about? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. come on, bro. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, you, you, you've never seen like that march that we all participate. You've never seen white guys march for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Every time there's a march, we're out there marching so we can get the same thing white guys got. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what every march is. Hey, can we have what the white guys well, have? Well, if it's a large majority of white guys marching, it's going <laughs> to <Yeah>. be <laughs> it's going to be an insurrection yeah. or it's going to be something Unless bad. You see, good you know, good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
They would be funny if they found like they're all they're just all white guys at the end of the day. Your march, <laughs> the the Charlottesville march. It's like yeah. oh, they look the same. Yeah. yeah. And the oh. Charlottesville march was basically you're not going to let them get what we have, are you? Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. That's what white guy marches are. White guy marches, you're not going to let these motherfuckers. At least they said Jews will not replace us. So I was like, good, not my people. Like <laughs> they made me mm-hmm. on the outside great. Yeah. I also, there's something about marches in New York, after Roe v. Wade got overturned, where sometimes it's like New York, especially when it came to abortion rights, I'm like, everyone in New York agrees. There's something about like, is this a march or is this a parade? Like if you take this march to Long Island, or you know Staten Island or Oklahoma, then it becomes a march. But right now, <laughs> it's just a hang. Yeah, it is a good hang. It yeah. is just we all agree. It's a pretty good who's, hang. Who's, like everyone on the side of the street is like, yeah, we agree. Yeah. We agree. Can we, yeah. I just need to cross the street though, please. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, do you think the marches were useful in certain? Sometimes it's so I mean, hard I to think, know. I think that a march is good to highlight a problem. But it's not going to create lasting change. You it's one of these mean? things. I'm like, sometimes I think the only time the marches matter is when it like really causes a ruckus. Yeah. Like really does uh, where buildings burn down and hopefully no one's hurt. Yeah. But like whenever the politicians are like, please keep it orderly. I'm like, you mean keep it in a way that it won't I've, affect anything I've, is yeah. what you're saying. I've always thought to, to, to the sad part about the the buildings burning is to me that also is i know this is going to sound crazy coming from a black guy right but i think that that too is it's just not productive just like when when people were trying to convince us all cops are bad or defund the police the black guys that i know who come in contact with the police the most thought that was the dumbest thing on earth Mm-hmm. None of us think all cops are bad, and we are the ones who are terrorized from the time we're 14 by the cops. Sure. There's tons of good cops out there. What needs to happen, though, is in the event that you fucking shoot some unarmed guy, most of these guys, it's not their first rodeo, including the guy who killed George Floyd. He had yeah. killed someone else. Yeah, yeah. The accountability is all we're asking for. Yeah. That's all. Well, what about Chicago? Well, motherfucker, if I shoot some nigga in Chicago, I'm going to jail. Mm-hmm. That yeah. doesn't have a gun on him. That's all we're asking for. Send yeah. the cop to jail like I would have to go to jail. Sure. Yeah. That's all we're asking. You don't need to defund the police and all of that that insane shit. I think marches are good for highlighting problems. I don't. You don't need to send buildings up in flames. I wish while they were marching, they would knock on doors and register voters. Yeah. A lot of those doors they're walking past in these neighborhoods are people who are apathetic to voting, including young white women because they're not affected by it. Sign people up to fucking vote. You could, if you, there was a march. That guy really did march to 14th Street. Yeah. But can you imagine what they could have done while they were knocking on doors from, from Eastern Parkway during those hours? Now you get a different situation in Texas in Georgia where they needed to flip, which they were able to do. But in a Texas that a lot of people don't know is right there on the border, it's but close. the people down there don't vote because they see it as a red state. I guess there's then a Then it could do some good instead I, of burning buildings. And you know that guy with a drum does not have black on his phone <laughs> yeah, right now. You're looking for him every day. <laughs> he would, though. Yeah. He would. He would, yeah. he would. He would definitely download He's black. Like, did you get that drum from a black-owned business? <laughs> <laughs> or did you just go to Sam Ash? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i guess i guess there's just a thing of it's just like you, you don't see the accountability and it's like these police these police unions seem to have so much power that i i understand why someone goes yeah i'm gonna burn down the fucking 
I understand. I guess it makes sense. Sometimes I think the 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 the, the world is so stacked against oh, any I, kind of change I, that I, I'm like, you're begging for people to burn down the building. Yes. I don't know what to tell you. I, you're I, not changing yeah. at all. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't understand it. But what I'm saying is, um, that's the definition of insanity. You've done that. Yeah. We did that in the '60s. You did that after fucking. Uh, what's his name? Uh, can't we all just get along? They got beat up by the cops in L.A. that caused the L.A. riots. Rodney King. Oh, Rodney King. The Rodney yeah. King riots. Yeah. We did it when George Floyd got choked. You've burned buildings. Mm-hmm. How'd that work out for you? Sure. We're going to keep doing the same thing, expecting different risks. That's literally the definition of insanity. Yeah. Why don't we try something that is a little more sustainable next time? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Let's give that a shot. Let's sure. Try, let's try knocking on some doors. We know everyone knows with the data where the people are that don't vote. You know where those neighborhoods are. Why don't we, you know, spend four hours a day for a summer knocking yeah. on those doors instead of burning down some buildings? I bet you you get some sustainable results from that. Yeah, I wonder if white people just think like the the idea of like <laughs> defund the police or abolish the police which abolish is a big abolish the police which in a way it is similar to that you know the stereotype of like oh, I'm going to speak to the manager it's like uh we're getting rid of this <laughs> this is not working yeah. we're getting rid yeah. of all of it and yeah. like anyone who's dealt with like real life is like well that's that's not going to happen and exactly. then when you say unless that you're, unless you're ready for civil war yeah. unless you're ready for a war yes. that's not happening yeah but i do think some people are ready I know, it makes war. me nervous. Well, makes there's political assassinations happening All right, America the collapses, world. where are you going? Number one? What country? Yeah. Uh, probably just Canada. I feel like I'd fit in there. Sure. Too cold. Bermuda. Bermuda. Oh, that's better. What is Bermuda for 200, Chuck? <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going somewhere comedy. You know, South uh, uh, South Korea, they seem to have a good comedy. Are you I think serious? I, could, I think I could like... <laughs> I think I could become the, the, they got a the good, king of the stand-up scene in South they Korea. A, they got a good mic scene in South Korea. They do. <laughs> they do. I saw their first like Netflix special was with like their they it's called Saturday Night Live South Korea. They didn't oh. change it or anything. And I saw his stand-up special and I was like, okay, I could I could compete. I love Bermuda, man. It's only two hours off the coast. I've never been. My girlfriend and I are looking for a place to go oh, for uh, December. You can get there faster than you can get to Miami. Mm. Oh shit. Yeah, it's off the coast of the Carolinas. But it's in the that. water. It's gorgeous. Mm. The people are educated. Um, to the the exchange rates, dollar for dollar, they're all educated. No crime there. Bermuda. I'm gonna tell my girlfriend that's a good vacation. Where'd you go for your honeymoon? I forgot. Uh, Bora Bora. Bora Bora. It's all the same debate. I have no idea where any <laughs> no of these idea. places are. <laughs> no idea. No um, idea. Let's go on to our next segment. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. Other than coders stealing from you. Now uh, let me ask: Are you using black coders? Um, yeah, well, you know what? I have two black coders. One of them is Indian, one white guy. He's the guy. He's fucking, yeah, he's the thief. He's dragging the Yeah, seat. this guy yeah. at all. This guy gives zero fucks about black. <laughs> I don't even know what country he's in, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. I don't even, you we know find what? him on Fiverr? No. You know what? My lead developer, she's in London. And who's uh, she's the best thing since sliced bread, um, young black woman. But she is the most talented fucking coder I've ever come in contact with. She was like, I know a guy. 
And yeah, she brings him on. And, you know, at first he was doing good. And he was like, hey, man, how long are we going to be doing this? And when I gave him, yeah. <laughs> that how he started? Yeah. Hey, and man. Then, yeah. And then when I fucked up and told him. Told him the end date? Yeah. He was like he was like 90% done. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'll yes. stretch it out till then. You know? Yes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's yeah. what's been going on. You're like, so I, this is what I need it done by. But he probably would have been done a few weeks ago. He would have totally been done. Yeah. If I would have said that. Yeah. Dumbass. Um, so other than Coder, anything that's got to stop? Instagram, man, pinching these numbers. How so? Instagram is showing our content now to like 1% of our followers. Mm. Fucking annoying, dude. Um, and when you first got on that, you know, TikTok has got a, still got tons of reach. Sure, sure. Instagram, man, is like sending it to somebody I could have texted to. Like, what the fuck, yo? I could have did a group chat for this bullshit. <laughs> like, the fuck is going on, Instagram? <laughs> They're just creating little group chats. Yeah. I got so many of my friends who are like, dude, I haven't seen your content in years. I forgot you were alive and doing, like, you know how much shit we put out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For them to squeeze it. I think what's always tough for me is, like, I see some comedians who are like, I'm shadow banned. And some of them, I'm like, no, you're... Are you shadow banned on stage too? Because you're not getting laughs there. You're not getting likes on Instagram. What's going on? And it's more just the fact that the algorithm is because some people do get shadow banned or whatever happens. But it's it's all invisible. It's all behind. You know, a sh we don't know how these things are working. They're we like do we not. don't even know how it works. Yeah. And so it's very hard to tell because I have ups and downs. You know, I, I was I was kicked off TikTok. I got back on. All my views were less. And then it was like, well, is it because these jokes aren't as good as the original jokes I was putting out. Who knows? None of us know. None of us know. None of us know. And that's what's tough. Yeah. You had such... I remember I saw you at... Uh, I think it was at Gotham. And, and you, you were closing at the time. You were closing the show. And you did a kind of speech to get the audience to follow you on Instagram. Best speech ever. Man, I, I saw it. I was like, fuck, I gotta start doing this. It's brilliant. What, what, <laughs> it what brilliant. did you say? You said you, you, went, you met with a streamer and they were like, John, you're amazing. You, you know enough. what? It was a casting director that told me that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So tell... She said, she said... So first John, like, kills. He's killing this stuff. Yeah. And I go in. The audition went unbelievably well. And she was like, dude... And it's a true story. I was out in L.A. And she said, I want to give you the role. But she said, I'm going to be honest with you. You don't have enough Instagram followers. The producers want someone who has more Instagram followers than you. And she said, she said, I know it sounds crazy, but she said, I really... You know, my hands are kind of tied. And, um, yeah, and I would tell the crowd that. And they would be like, oh. But it was that was a true story. Yeah. yeah and then, then after he role. said that. Everyone. Everyone would follow him. And yeah. Oh, that's good. It was one of those in the moment good. I was like, oh, I'm going to steal that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Steal that immediately. yeah. You know what? We can't do that where we work now. I would easily have 100,000 sure. followers if I was still out doing regular, you know what I mean, in, in, in regular yeah. clothes. I wouldn't trade that to work at the Comedy Cellar, but I would – Easily have over a hundred thousand followers. I always thought because I, I was my at, my, gr my growth stopped the day I walked into the cell. Sure. Yeah. Well, mm. pre-COVID, LOL, where I was still doing all these spots, would have a lot of traffic. A lot of some of these Saturday, Friday night, a lot of hundreds of people going in and out. And there's just always a part of me where I'm like, I wish there was a way. Like, let's say you got the tickets on your phone. It's it's automatically sent to you. Like, hey, here's the links to their Instagrams. Do you want to follow? It's just like making it as easy as possible. And I'm surprised sometimes people from the cellar, they, they find my name after they've seen me on a show and find me. They really have to have gone looking for you, though. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'd love if it yeah. was like, 
I, I would, some people do like a piece of paper on the thing. I'm experimenting with all these things, but I wish like their email link sent a follow-up email that's like, here's the way to follow the yeah. comedians. Click this and it's done. You know what's crazy is now that I'm a tech baron, <laughs> yeah, I just declared myself a baron, um, it's easy to do. Yeah. And the reason I know is because stuff that I thought, you know, was oh, that that would take forever or, you know, there's no way that this could be done. I bring it up. My lead developer, a day or two later, she's like, okay, we get that. How long is that going to take? Ah, Wednesday. Like, it's this stuff, man, now is so simple. And especially on um, something that is, is, has a location. So, meaning that they've checked in. Mm-hmm. He's scanning their QR code, every one of them that checks into the seller. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how they check in with the iPad. Meaning that when that show is over, it could. It would be okay to, it, it could easily send that out yeah. where, where they could just follow. Yeah. It'd be good. I know. But the comedy clubs, I understand why they're, the comedy clubs are incentivized for people to love the club, not necessarily individual comedians. But I think that it would do them good. Yeah. Sure. As our followings grew. Yeah. It would, yeah, because yeah. then maybe, let's say let's say that my, my following hadn't stopped, and now I've got 100,000 followers, even working at the cellar, yeah. 100, 150,000 followers. A lot of those people are going to be coming down to the cellar all the time to try to see me. Of course. So if imagine if all of our followings grew. It yeah. would only benefit them. I um, agree. That's a conversation to have with them, but it's it's very doable. I'm shocked at some of the stuff that, that we've been able to do, and like I said, my developer, she's like, oh, yeah, but they... That'd be nice. Yeah, they could they can get it popping. Um, well, let's go on to our final segment. You better count your blessings. You better count your blessing, Russell. You got a blessing. I do, for but us. you go first because I had one I thought of, and now I can't think of it on the spot. But go, but go first, and then I'll. I'll, I'll when I'll you do one. this, it really throws me off. I know. Well, you, when you <laughs> always ask me first. I, 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 yeah, that's that's the tradition. I, and I was trying to listen before, and then I was all of a sudden had the moment right before you hit the button where I was like, "Fuck!" I had I had a real one today, and now I can't remember. Oh, it. I have a blessing. This is easy for me. Last night, I went to uh, uh, Jay Jordan, got married to his partner Garrett, mm. and uh, I they had been together for ten years. Low key wedding. Um, Zach Zimmerman was the only other comic there. It was it was small. Uh, John Borromeo was there, and I got so drunk. And it was so beautiful, and their vows were sweet. And of course, Jay went second. He told he told Garrison, he's like, "Trust me, you don't want to follow my vows." <laughs> and Jay opened with he opened strong. He had a callback to the other vows, and it was just like, you know, it was that perfect blend of he was clearly a performer, he was clearly a comedian, and he wrote these vows with a comedian's mind. But he he also like wrote something so sincere. And hmm. so, and it, it made me cry. Oh wow! And uh, uh, it was a beautiful wedding. So to Jay. Two-time guest on the podcast, good friend of mine. Congratulations, wow. Jay Jordan, You're not listening. Jay Jordan's cool as shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't remember what I had, and it bums me out because I thought of a like a very specific one on the train here, and now I don't remember any other blessing. But I had uh, I had a real I was an amazing weekend where I didn't talk to anyone. Nicole was gone, <laughs> and I didn't other than talking to her once a day to be like hi hi on the phone. I didn't talk. I was a monk. I didn't like from Thursday to Sunday, I didn't say a word and it was, it was really nice. Like I, I I think I lived so long alone that I feel like I crave 
like downtime and like it really rejuvenates me and gives me a lot uh-huh. of energy sometimes. And I just don't always get it, maybe, you know, f- from stuff. And I felt really like I got a lot of energy from just not talking and not being on my Hopefully phone. Hopefully your wife leaves you alone <laughs> a little more often. No, 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 no. And I hope it's she doesn't <laughs> listen to this episode. <laughs> no, no. And I nothing hope to do she with never hears this episode. I, I feel like nothing to do with her. It really Every time Nicole's out of town, you're like, I was the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it doesn't do, have anything to do with her. It feels like this thing where it just feels rare to, to you know, to, you, you know, just not have plans, too. I had no plans. I didn't go anywhere. When you're alone, I, are you, do you get naked? Are you a naked guy? No, not fully, no. Just underwear? There's a lot of windows in that sure, apartment. Sure, <laughs> I used to be really nude. Now I... I have, like, basketball shorts on. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Bro, I just met you, and you sounded ecstatic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but... I I could feel the joy coming off of you. Oh, but it it was... I think it's mainly the thing of, like, you know, you just always have plans or or shows or things, and to not have anything for three days and to just, like, be, like... Do the pets keep you from feeling too lonely? Do the pets like? No, if anything, I'm I I could d- even do less of them. Like they they sleep a lot, you know. Like so, like and I oh I took some really nice walks in the woods with the dog, you know, yeah, just yeah. like real like solace. Dude, I am such an introvert. When the, when we got locked down, yeah. you know, people were hitting us up to do podcasts. So I would get out inbox just full. Hey man, I'm a fan, man. I. You know, I've been following you, John, but I started a podcast because everyone started a podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. During lockdown. Oh, so yeah. all these people are hitting you, and you're a total douche if you say you can't do it because you know you're not doing uh-huh, anything. Not doing uh-huh. anything, right? Yeah. You can't lie and say, oh, man, I got to. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. But the first question people would ask is, man, you're one of the workingest guys in New York City. This lockdown must be killing you. And I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. I am totally fine. To sit silent. And I don't have any roommates. I don't have any pets. So I know what you mean, man. It is fucking heaven. I would never say that on a podcast. I I would never say that out loud if I had a girl. (laughs) Never. Well, no, it's just like you're always, you know, it's this thing of like, I am, I am, I think I'm realizing I am much more introverted than I ever, re- I lived, you know, alone for a long time and I, I didn't think of myself as an introvert. So I do think I am much more introverted than I ever realized until, you know. I was watching a George Carlin documentary and it said that he was an introvert. He liked to be around people but not interact with them. And I understood that. Yeah. I like if people yes. are around but yes. I don't need to do anything for them yeah, and they're I, just there. I don't want to live in like Alaska. Like uh, that would, uh, that sure. I like living in New York and feeling like there's a lot of people and a lot of potential yeah. of interaction. Dude. But I, I, you know. I could totally live in Alaska. Oh, see, I started watching that show Alone this week. <laughs> and <laughs> this weekend, it's called Alone. And it's like they That's get, how you were alone and you're watching a show called well, they, Alone. <laughs> They get thrown into the woods and they, you know, they have to just live there and they film it. There's no film crew. They film everything themselves. Uh-huh. And um, I did not, I don't, they looked very awful. Like it looked like once you establish that you can get food and shelter, it's just boring. I mean, it's like a really yeah. boring show. Like, do you know what I mean? And they're just kind of sad all the time because they have no sure. one to talk to or anything. But anyways, I, so I didn't want that. But um, Dude, people ask me all the time, John, man, if you get like really, really rich, man, like tech rich, what are you going to do? 
Dude, I would buy myself a mega mansion. I'm not a jewelry guy Mm-mm. or a jack money off guy. Huge mansion. I'd never leave. Mm. I could. No, that I, does I, sound good. To, yes, bowling alley, good. basketball court, pool. movie theater. Yeah. And oh scene. yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm I'm such an introvert. Yeah. And people think because we're around, because we perform in front of a lot of people, that we like to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we're those type of people that they see on stage. Not at all. Sure. Yeah. Not sure. at all. Yeah, I was I was thrilled listening to you not talk for days. Oh, <laughs> fucking heaven, dude. Died and gone to heaven. Um, and do you have a blessing to see us out? I've got 40,000 blessings, bro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I woke up to 40,000 blessings, man. I mean, you know, for a guy who people were like, dude, you're not going to be able to run a tech company. Oh, man, white people aren't going to download this. Black people aren't going to download yeah, forty thousand. That's uh, yeah. that's uh, that's a hell of a blessing, man. And I mean, I do fucking stand up for it. Like, really? Yeah, really? Yeah, do? yeah. This is uh, this is a pretty good life. Your your side hustle's uh, gonna be worth maybe hundreds of millions of dollars here shortly. Uh, yeah, this isn't this isn't a bad go for sure. Yeah. Um. So, where can people find Blap? Um. You can go on the App Store or the Play Store and down and download Blap. Great, great. And anything else? This is uh, coming out August 2nd. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, man. Come check me at the Comedy Cellar. I still have a movie on uh, on Amazon Prime called One Bedroom. You guys can always check that out. That's always good. But, um, yeah, download Blap, please. And your um, Instagram. My Instagram. My uh, Blap the app for um, the app is Blap the app. And me, um, I am at He Was Funny. And uh, Russell, anything you want to plug? Uh, Instagram at Russell J Daniels. And uh, when is this? August second. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Our show, you our live show, August fourteenth, the Sesh Comedy Club. And it is at six p.m. And then Uncle Function at Dynasty Typewriter, September twentieth in L.A. Great. And for me, a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, 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 headlining Stress Factory in New Brunswick tomorrow, August third. Hartford, Connecticut, August fifth and sixth. And then uh, uh, Chicago, August 19th, 20th. And then Tampa, Florida, August 25th through 27th at Side Splitters Comedy Club. Uh, And uh, thank you for listening. Tell your friends about this podcast. We are growing. We have probably have more video views than listeners, yeah. which is strange. So tell which your friends. Strange. Tell your friends. But we we're, we're blowing up. We're gonna get. I, a, I'd rather them listen than watch. If I'm being honest, because I don't always think about that camera. And yeah, we know it's we not know. great <laughs> angle of me. Sometimes I have terrible posture. We'll, we'll get lighting someday. And uh, uh, just remember, support black owned businesses. Get blap and listen to white hosted podcasts. This is the downside. <laughs> One, two, three. Downside.